One of the things that I'm calling you to in this episode is to see yourself as being a leader, as being a CEO. Maybe you're not actually a CEO, but a leader is a leader is a leader is a leader. Leadership is exactly the same no matter the title. If you were put in the room, then it means people think that you might be able to help. They're believing in you, they're going halfway, now you have to meet them halfway by believing that you can help too. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Jess. I am the host and creator of this show. I am a career coach for women. I support women in building confidence and finding their voice in advancing into leadership roles, and really thriving while still being authentic to who they are. I get really excited about the idea of women elevating in their careers and feeling super powerful at work. And so if that is something that you're interested in, you are in the right place. Welcome. I am in such a happy mood in this very moment because last night I kicked off the winter 2023 round of the Art of Speaking Up Academy. And if you're new around here, you might not know about the Academy. It's my group program where I support my clients through a very intimate small group experience. I support them in building confidence and elevating their communication skills in meetings. And We had our kickoff session last night, which is where we set our goals and get really clear on the growth and the outcomes that each person in the group is focused on creating and experiencing. And it's super inspirational and super uplifting. And it's always so excited to kick off something new and to get to meet all these women and really be in the energy of women who are expanding and reaching for more. So I'm bringing a good, good energy to today's podcast. And it's funny because today's topic is one that comes up a lot in the Art of Speaking Up Academy. And it's a huge part of that program. And it's something that you might be experiencing in your job as well, which is this question of how are you supposed to be participating in the meetings that you're in. And this episode is for you if you find yourself in these rooms and in these conversations and not really understanding how you are supposed to be contributing. What are you supposed to say? How are you supposed to be in the conversation? And this typically happens when your role in that meeting is unclear. So this question of like, how am I supposed to be participating? What am I supposed to be doing? It's not going to happen as often when you have a very explicit role in the meeting. So, for example, if you are leading a meeting, you know that your role is to lead the meeting and push that meeting along. So while you might be working on your ability to do that super effectively, you know what you're there to do. 
What I'm talking about in today's episode is when you don't know what you're there to do. And this typically happens when you aren't the leader of the meeting and you don't have an explicit role in that meeting. And what I'm going to be talking about today is some of the unconscious decisions that I see a lot of women make that informs how they're going to participate in the meeting. You might really see yourself in some of these examples. And then I'm going to talk about what I recommend you do and how to go about deciding how much you want to be participating in a meeting, how you should be participating, what your role should be. This is incredibly, incredibly important because we're not just talking about communicating and speaking up and having a voice in meetings, but we're talking about leadership. I really want you to think about your contribution in meetings, your voice in meetings, what you're sharing in meetings as a way that you are demonstrating your leadership to people around you. This is very important if you want to be on an upwardly mobile path and you want to advance into leadership, maybe into executive roles at some point in your career. You have to demonstrate leadership and the way that you engage in meetings, especially meetings where your role in the room is ambiguous, is a huge indicator for people around you of your leadership capabilities and style. And what I'm really going to be encouraging you to do in this episode is to view yourself as a leader and make your choices about how to participate in the meeting from that place. So what I'm going to start with is I'm going to start with what I see a lot of women doing when they are in a meeting and they're trying to figure out how they should be participating. And we are diving into the world of mindset. Mindset is one of my favorite tools. I use it very, very heavily in my coaching. It is a very strong undercurrent of this podcast. I believe that it's not just about having those surface level communication skills. Those skills are incredibly important, but on their own, they're not enough because we also need you to have empowering thoughts about yourself that help you actually use those tools effectively. So in this episode, I could explain to you very clearly, here's how you're supposed to be participating in these meetings when you're not sure what your role is supposed to be. But if you have a lot of internal mindset blocks and you have thoughts like, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, like I don't know as much as the other people in this room, even if you know what to do and you have the concrete skills or the know-how, it's going to be hard and it's going to feel very, very difficult to take up space. So what we're doing in today's episode is we're digging deeper, we're going beneath the surface to uncover your mindset and some of the mindset that you might not be aware of that is causing you to really withhold your talent, your genius, your leadership, your capabilities in meeting rooms. So I want to clarify something that will be really helpful for this episode, which is this idea that when you're in a meeting and it's not your meeting and you're not 100% clear on your role in the room, I call that having an implicit role. Your role in the meeting is implicit. It's not explicit, right? If your role in the meeting is explicit, you know, I have been invited to this meeting to lead it. 
or I have literally been invited to this meeting to like just watch this presentation and there is no interaction happening. You have an explicit role. You know exactly what you're there to do. What we're talking about in today's episode is when you have an implicit role. It's the opposite. You don't know what you're there to do. And the reason that I want to highlight this is because when you don't know what you're there to do, it creates a gap, right? There's a gap in your mind where there's a big old question mark where you're like, what am I here to do? And what I want to offer you is that your mind is going to fill in that gap and offer you an answer to that question. And I'm going to walk you through how I see so many women fill in that gap and answer that question. And then I'm going to walk you through the shifts that I suggest you make so that you can have more of a leadership presence and more of an effective way of contributing in the meeting. So what you might be experiencing when your role in a meeting is implicit, you don't know why you're there, there's a big old question mark, you're trying to figure out what your level of participation should be, you might be making that decision of what your level of participation should be based on a set of criteria that aren't the criteria that I would recommend you look at. So here's how I want you to think about this. I want you to imagine that your brain is basically making a calculation. It's calculating, how am I going to participate in this meeting? What am I going to say? How often am I going to say things? What am I going to share? What's my role going to be? Your brain is trying to answer those questions. And I want you to imagine that it's almost answering that as if it was a math equation. So your brain is trying to spit out an answer to a math equation. And the math equation that leads to that answer involves your brain adding up and weighing a bunch of different variables and spitting out an answer. So your brain asks, well, what am I supposed to do in this meeting? What's my role? How should I be contributing? And it wants to close the gap, answer the question mark, come up with an answer. So it starts searching for information. It plugs that information into an equation and then it spits out, this is how often I shall participate or you shall participate in the meeting. So I literally want you to imagine it like the math equations that we learned in school. A plus B plus C plus D equals X. And X is your level or your choice of how to participate in the meeting. And A and B and C and D are the inputs that get you to that choice. Now, this is going to make more sense as I explain it more. The reason I'm even walking you through this is because it might seem to you like you're just arriving at X, like you're just deciding not to participate in the meeting. And the process that is happening in your mind, weighing all those variables, A, B, C, D, is unconscious. It's below your level of awareness. You don't even realize that these decisions are being made in your mind. And I want to make you aware of these decisions because when you can see that your mind is doing this, you will have more ability to make different choices about how you think about and take in the situation. If this is feeling a little bit heady and a little bit like, what are you saying, Jess? Stay with me because as I unpeel the layers, it's going to get clearer and clearer. So I mentioned that your mind is like calculating this equation. It's going A plus B plus C plus D equals X. 
and X is my level of participation in this meeting. So I want to walk you through what, what A, B, C, and D in this equation are. What are the criteria or factors that your mind is looking for to inform the decision of how you should participate in the meeting? Now, what I want to let you know is that with my clients and with so many of the women who listen to this show, X, the X that gets spit out of this equation, is usually that they're participating too little. They're under-participating in the meeting. So whatever variables and criteria they're plugging into this equation are leading them to the conclusion that I should not be heavily participating in this meeting. I should be withholding my thoughts. I should be listening. I should be deferring to other people. So I want to walk you through why this happens. I want to walk you through some of the variables that I see a lot of my clients using to decide their level of participation in the meeting. And then we're going to talk about an alternative approach to help you have a more memorable, more powerful presence in meetings, even when your role is unclear. So Here are some of the variables that I see my clients and women in this community using to decide their role and decide their level of participation in meetings. The first variable that they often look at is the topic of the meeting. If the topic of the meeting is closely adjacent to what they do, it will lead them towards more participation. Whereas if the topic of the meeting is many steps removed from what they do, it will lead them towards less participation. So I want you to think of A in this equation of A plus B plus C plus D equals X, and X is how much you participate in the meeting. A in that equation is what is the topic of this meeting and how much does this topic relate to what I do And how close is it to my work? Okay, here's B in the equation. Are you ready for B? By the way, I'm trying to kind of break your brain in this episode because your reasons for not participating in these types of meetings could feel really real to you. And I really want to show you why they aren't real and why you can participate in these meetings. Okay, so back to the equation. B in this equation is who else is in the meeting? So when your brain and your mind is trying to decide how much you will participate in the meeting, in addition to thinking about the topic of the meeting, your brain is also looking around and looking at who else is in this meeting. And depending on how that question is answered, it's going to inform your level of participation. What I see most often is that when there are other people in the meeting that are more experienced, that have a higher title that um, are more senior in the organization, maybe your boss is in the meeting, that tends to lead you to less participation. Whereas when you are in a meeting with peers or maybe you're one of the more experienced people in the meeting, that's going to lead you to more participation in the meeting. The next one, the next variable in this equation And we might go beyond A, B, C, D. There's probably going to be more than four on this list. So bear with me. But the next one on this equation is your level of knowledge and expertise. How much you know about what is being talked about. So 
this one's like a little bit different from A. A is like, is the topic close to your work topic, right? So for example, if you're a marketer and the focus of the meeting is engineering, you don't participate in the meeting because you're not on that team. C is a little bit different because it's just like, do you know, literally, do you know about that topic? Whether it's something that you do on your team or not, whether it's adjacent or not, do you feel comfortable and familiar with that topic? Do you feel like you know about it? Does it feel easy for you to understand? Typically, the more expertise you you perceive yourself to have in that topic, the more you will participate in the meeting and the less expertise and comfort that you have with the topic, the less you will participate in the meeting. So this is a big one, and this one weighs very heavy (laughs) as a variable in the equation. They all do, right? But this is a really, really big one. So to recap what I've shared so far, the first thing your brain is going to look at is, is this a topic that I'm working on? Is this something adjacent to what my team is doing, or is this like something totally different? The next thing your brain is going to look at is like, who else is in this meeting besides me? The third thing your brain is going to look at is like, how comfortable do I feel with this topic? Do I feel like an expert? Do I feel like a newbie? Those are three really big, obvious ones. Now, I'm also going to share two more very subtle ones because the first three on this list are very much about your own confidence around your role in the room. But the others on the list are a little bit sneakier and a little bit unexpected. So the next thing on the list that might impact how much or how little you decide to participate is the time of day and how you happen to be feeling. So this is kind of a catch-all bucket, right? But I'll give you some examples. If it's a first thing in the morning meeting versus the last meeting of the day versus the middle of the day, your brain is going to offer you different thoughts on how much you should be participating. Isn't that fascinating that something as simple as the time of day can impact your choices about how you act in meetings and your choices about leadership? Fascinating, right? But when I say time of day, it's not just literally time of day. I use this variable as a reflection of a broader theme of like your energy and how you're feeling and how engaged you feel in that moment. That is going to impact your decision to participate or not. And it's very helpful to be aware of that because your brain might push you towards disengagement when you're not feeling super high energy or when it's first thing in the morning or last meeting of the day. And you might make a decision that that's not how you want to show up, right? And so it can just be really helpful to notice the default of where your brain leads you depending on like the time of day of the meeting and your energy levels and just ask yourself, how do I feel about that? Is that the way I want to be making this decision of how much to participate? The final variable in this equation is your inherent level of interest and passion and enthusiasm about the topic. So if it's a topic that you feel very interested in and that you like are obsessed with and love, that emotional connection is going to fuel you towards a greater level of participation versus if it's a topic that you find boring. So that's the final variable. And what I really want you to think about as happening in a meeting, and a lot of this, again, is happening below the level of your conscious awareness, 
But I want you to imagine that as soon as you sit in the meeting or enter into the Zoom room, your brain is like, what's the topic of this meeting? Who else is in this meeting? Do I have expertise in what we're talking about? Am I tired? What time of day is it? Do I care about this topic? Your brain is running through all of those variables, looking at the answers, weighing them, and then it's spitting out X, and X is your decision of how much to participate in the meeting. Now, what I'm going to offer to you is that all five of these variables, all five of them can be thrown out. None of these variables are ones that I would advise that you use as a filter to decide X. So the topic of the meeting and how close or far away that topic is from what you and your team does, does not matter when it comes to your choice of participation. The other people in the meeting and whether they have more years of experience than you does not matter when it comes to your choice of your level of participation. Your feelings of expertise and comfort with the topic of the meeting does not matter when it comes to how much you should participate, your choice of participation. The time of day and how you happen to be feeling in that moment doesn't matter when it comes to what your level of participation should be. And your level of relative interest in that topic does not matter when it comes to your choice of participation in the meeting. None of these things matter. Your choice of how much to participate in this meeting, if you are trying to brand yourself as a leader and as a high performer and as someone who has high capabilities to get things done and move things forward, if that is who you want to be in your organization, None of those variables should be ones that are informing X, that are informing the decision of whether you should participate in the meeting. In order to help this land super, super powerfully, I want us to take the example of the CEO of your company. I want you to imagine that the CEO drops in on their first meeting of the day And I want you to imagine that that CEO says to everyone, I don't have much to say. I'm not going to participate in this meeting because this topic is not super close to what I've been working on recently. And then the CEO says, and you know what? I also, I'm I'm just going to lay low and just kind of sit here on the side because you two, like you two, you head of technology and you head of product and engineering, you both have way more years of experience in tech and this is a tech company. And so I, I'm i not gonna have a high level of participation in this meeting. And then the CEO says, and you know what? We're talking about matching our headcount to our strategic plan and headcount planning is something that I feel the least comfortable with. It's the most out of my wheelhouse when I think about all the things I do as a CEO. It's probably the least intuitive thing So I'm going to let you all handle this decision. And then the CEO says, and you know what? Like, it's the morning and I'm just like not super focused right now. And it takes a while for my brain to warm up. And it's going to be just like hard for me to engage in this. So you all, you all talk, you all figure this out. I'm going to watch you. Oh, and also to be honest, like I personally don't get that excited about these headcount discussions. So mm, I'm just going to let you all like take the reins on this and move this forward. And I'm 
going to sit here and observe. Now, I'm curious what might be coming up for you as I walked you through that example of that CEO telling everyone in the meeting why they are not going to participate. It feels absurd, right? Like it feels like there's a mismatch between what we expect of that CEO as a leader and what they are sharing with the group. And it's because we all have an intuitive understanding within ourselves of what leadership is and how a leader shows up. So the reason that that example feels really odd and wonky and comical is because we understand at an an instinctive level that a leader would never choose their level of participation in a meeting based on those criteria. So when we apply those criteria to someone who is in as much of a leadership position as a CEO, we really clearly see how those criteria are such a mismatch with powerful, effective leadership. We can see that it feels very bizarre for a leader to come in and opt out of being part of a conversation because of these factors. And yet it is very common for us and possibly for you to use those criteria to opt out. And I share this from a perspective of non-judgment. Part of the confidence building process, part of how I coach, part of what I believe is essential to growing your confidence and becoming a leader is to be able to look at the habits that you want to change without judging yourself, without shaming yourself, without making yourself wrong. So I'm not saying that the CEO is this wonderful leader, wonderful person, and you are a terrible leader and a terrible person. That is never, ever, ever Ever the message I want to send on this show. And in fact, for you to grow deep, genuine confidence that sits deep in your bones, you actually have to have the ability to look at your growth areas and look at these places where you want to evolve and still be respectful of yourself and not be highly judgmental and highly self-critical, right? And we're talking about some deep levels and layers of mindset here. It's not like you're going into the meeting and consciously making these decisions. A lot of these variables are being weighed in your mind at a level that is so automatic that you don't even know that it's happening. That's why I'm recording this episode, because once you start to learn about it, you can notice it and then you can decide, is this something I want to change? And I suggest asking yourself, am I exercising my full potential? Am I showing people what I'm capable of? And if the answer is no, Do I want to exercise my full potential? Do I want to show people what I'm capable of? So to recap where we're at so far, when you're sitting in a meeting and your role is vague and unclear, there's this big question mark. And as soon as you enter into the meeting, your brain wants to answer that question and have a clear view of how you should participate. And so it starts looking around at all these variables to decide what your level of participation in the meeting should be. And it's going to look at things like the topic of the meeting, who else is in the meeting, your level of subject matter expertise, time of day, and your energy levels, how much you care about that topic. And then your brain is going to decide how much you should be participating in that meeting. And all of these filters, all of these variables in this equation are ones that I don't recommend doing if you want to really be 
growing into a leader and demonstrating leadership and high performance in meetings. And we can really clearly see how true that is when we imagine a CEO in a meeting being like, hey, guys, I'm not going to participate because this isn't really the topic that I'm focused on and you all have more experience than me. So like, you just do your thing. I'm going to watch. We're like, what? That's absurd. That literally makes zero sense. And so one of the things that I'm calling you to in this episode is to see yourself as being a leader, as being a CEO. Maybe you're not actually a CEO, but a leader is a leader is a leader is a leader. Leaders are all made of the same stuff. So it doesn't really matter what your title is. Leadership is exactly the same, no matter the title. And when you show leadership, regardless of your title, that's what gets you to the big title. So what we're really talking about is helping you demonstrate and build that leadership. So this brings us to the question of like, okay, if all of these variables are not the right variables that are going to determine your level of participation in the meeting, what is the right variable? And to answer this question, we can go back to the CEO and ask, how does the CEO decide whether they should participate in the meeting, right? What variables are they bringing in? And I think uh, the way a lot of people answer this question is like, well, they're the CEO, so they're there to help, so they're always participating. So that's interesting, right? Because what that tells us is that X, in that equation, A plus B plus C plus D equals X, and X is the level of participation in the meeting, X for a CEO is always I participate. So we're like, well, they're the CEO, so they always participate. So their X is, I always participate. But what are the inputs to the equation that gets them to X? And that's what I want to share with you because this is the mindset shift that I want you to make, which is instead of looking at all the other variables that I mentioned before, the only variable you should be looking at and thinking about is can I help get results? Can I help get results? And the reason the CEO always participates and the CEO's X is always, I'm going to participate in this meeting, is because as a CEO, if they're put in a room, there is a 100% chance that they're going to be able to help get results. So they're always going to be participating in the meeting. And I want you to notice that this question of, am I able to help get results? has nothing to do with how you feel, how many years of experience you have. All it has to do with is, can I help move this forward or not? That is the lens that leaders and executives bring into a room. And that is the best, most valuable thing you can do for your company. When you're filtering your contributions and your actions and participation in meetings based on the question of, can I help move this forward or not, then you consistently start taking action and showing up in a way that moves things forward. I know this sounds like so obvious, but it's so easy to miss this. When you're weighing your participation equation, based on all of those other variables, you come out with an answer that is not helpful for the meeting, that is not helpful for the company, 
because you're not making the decision based on what's helpful. You're making the decision based on all these other criteria in your mind. Whereas when you start making your participation decisions around what is helpful, what will drive results, you start to drive results. Again, it seems so obvious, but it can be really subtle when your mind is choosing not to participate, not because you can't help, but because of all these other noisy variables. And so what you end up doing is you make decisions that add less value for your company. And how does a person get promoted? How does a person show that they're an effective leader? By creating value. So you want to be filtering your participation by how can I be helpful? How can I create value? And as you do that, What's going to happen is not just that you're going to start participating, but that the ripple effect of that participation, meeting after meeting, day after day, week after week, the ripple effect is going to be that things move forward more and better and faster because you were in the room. Maybe not every meeting is going to be one where you have like a revolutionary idea that changes everything, but I guarantee you, you go through 365 days a year in your job just applying the lens of, can I help? Can I help move this forward? You will have way more impact collectively over all of the meetings that happen in that year than you will if you're looking at all of those other variables. And so what I want you to take away from this episode is to notice how does your mind in default mode make the decision around your role in the meeting? And how do you want to be making the decision? Now that you're aware of this, how do you want to be making the decision around your role in a meeting? And I know it could seem kind of radical to say that the other people in the meeting, whether they have more experience than you or whether they have more expertise than you, shouldn't at all affect your decision. But that is what I'm saying, because I really want you to think about this. If you can help, why on earth would it be more important to not help? because someone has more years of experience, because someone has more expertise, right? It's like, if there's an emergency and someone's like, is there a doctor here? And there's a doctor and the doctor doesn't know how to help that person and you do know how to help that person, you're not gonna be like, well, I'm not gonna help them because I'm not a doctor. You're gonna be like, no, I'm gonna help them. I know how to help them. I know what this is. I've seen this, I can help them, right? Of, Of course, like this is assuming you actually can help them. And so, It's not about all of these other things. And the problem is when your mind gets really focused on the other people in the room and how much expertise you have and how comfortable you are with the topic, when your mind is spinning on all of those things, it blocks you from seeing how you can help because on the surface, it looks like those things are the reason you can't help. I can't help in this meeting because I don't have expertise. I can't help in this meeting because I have fewer years of experience. But that is an assumption that is untrue. 
if it was true, you should not be in the meeting. You would not have been added to the meeting. No one's going to put you in a room where you aren't needed. If you were put in the room, then it means people think that you might be able to help. They're believing in you. They're going halfway. Now you have to meet them halfway by believing that you can help too. And when you believe that you can help, your mind will look for ways that you can help. But when you believe that if you don't have all the knowledge and you don't have all the title, and so you can't help, your mind isn't going to be very effective or efficient at finding ways to help. So you're in that meeting to help. Your invite, your seat in that room is someone asking you, help, can you help? You decide how you answer that question. And what you will find is that the more that you practice getting out of the old way of deciding how you should participate in in the meeting and getting into this new way, the easier it will get, the more natural it will feel. Maybe not right away, maybe not the first time, but as you do it, as it becomes practice habit, it will get easier and you will experience way more enjoyment because it is way more enjoyable to be part of a process and be constructively building towards an outcome with other people than to be outside of it on the sidelines, watching them do it and feeling like you're not a part of that. And the way that you're going to feel like a part of it is by practicing being a part of it, even when it initially feels uncomfortable. So my push to you is to really notice how is your mind deciding your level of participation in a meeting? And is that how you want to be deciding? How do you want to decide how you participate in the meeting? And I suggest you use one filter and one filter only, which is can I help get results? Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. As you can see, I have a ton of passion around this topic because I am obsessed with leadership and I love talking about the intersection between your presence in meetings, how you behave in meetings, and you developing as a leader. If this is a very important area for your professional growth, and if this is a muscle that you know you need to develop in order to evolve your career to where you want to be, you will want to join me in the next round of the Art of Speaking Up Academy because inside that program, this mindset shift of seeing yourself as a leader and learning how to act like a leader in meetings so that people can see that capability It is a huge emphasis within the program. And one of the biggest things I am helping you with is that shift to finally see yourself as a leader so that you can start communicating and acting like one in those meeting rooms. If that is something that is important to you and if you want to join me, the next round of the Art of Speaking Up Academy is going to enroll the first two weeks in May, which is quite a ways away. But if you want to make sure you don't miss it, and you are notified as soon as doors open, add yourself to the waitlist for the Academy by heading over to jessguzzitcoaching.com slash Academy. I will link it below. Thank you for tuning in. I feel a little out of breath from all of my excitement around this topic. So I hope that I revved you up and got you excited for this. And I cannot wait to catch you in the next episode. Bye.